0: Chapter twenty-five Discharging the Trusts Allah the Exalted says in the Quran <laughs> Inna an ila ahliha.
1: Verily, Allah commands that you should render back the trusts to those to whom they are due.
0: And Allah also says INNA A'RADNA al على ALA as والجبال كان MINHA
1: TRULY WE DID OFFER THE TRUST TO THE HEAVENS AND THE EARTH and the mountains, but they declined to bear it and were afraid of it. But man bore it. Verily, he was unjust to himself and ignorant
0: of its results. 199.
1: Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu reported. Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, There are three signs of a hypocrite. When he speaks, he lies. When he makes a promise, he breaks it. And when he is trusted, he betrays his trust. Collected by al-Bukhari and Muslim. Another narration adds the words, Even if he observes fasts, performs salah, and asserts that he is a Muslim.
0: Commentary. A hypocrite? is the one who professes Islam before the Muslims but conceals hatred and animosity against them. This double dealing is worse than kufr. This is the reason the noble Qur'an has declared about them that they will be in the lowest depths of the hell. The hypocrites referred to here lived at the time of the Prophet wasallam, and he was informed about them through wahy or revelation. It is very difficult to identify the class of hypocrites in this age. It is almost impossible to know the hypocrisy of faith. The practical hypocrisy is, however, now very common amongst the Muslims. It can be identified on the strength of the traits which have been stated in the Ahadith about them. These traits are very common among many of the present-day Muslims. Their conduct bears the marks of hypocrisy. This practical hypocrisy is, however, not kufr, as in the case with the hypocrisy of faith. 200. Hudayfa
1: ibn al-Yaman, radiyallahu anhu, reported, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, foretold to us two ahadith. I have seen one being fulfilled, and I am waiting for the other. He... Sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us, Amana, the trust, descended in the innermost root of the hearts of men. Then the Quran was revealed, and they learnt from the Quran and they learned from the Sunnah. Then the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us about the removal of Amana. He said, The man would have some sleep, and Amana would be taken away from his heart leaving the impression of a faint mark, he would again sleep, and a would be taken away from his heart, leaving an impression of a blister, as if you rolled down an ember on your foot and it was vesseled. He would see a swelling having nothing in it. He, the Prophet wasallam, then took up a pebble and rolled it over his foot and said, the people would enter into transactions with one another, and hardly a person would be left who would return things entrusted to him. Till it would be said, In such and such tribe there is a trustworthy man. And they would also say about a person, How prudent he is, how handsome he is, and how intelligent he is. Whereas in his heart there would be no grain of faith. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu added, I had a time when I did not care with whom amongst you I did business. I entered into a transaction, for if he were a Muslim, his faith would compel him to discharge his obligation to me. And if he were a Christian or a Jew, his guardian would compel him to discharge his obligation to me. But today, I would not enter into a transaction except with so-and-so. Collected by al-Bukhari
0: and Muslim. Commentary. The word amana, trust, is a very comprehensive term which includes everything like adherence to Islamic injunctions, fairness in dealing, giving everybody his due. According to this hadith, with decline in moral values... The true sense of amana will gradually go on diminishing, and eventually, a stage will come, which has been elucidated in the text of this hadith. Two
1: hundred and one. Hudayfa and Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhumah, reported that they heard the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, saying, "Allah will assemble mankind, and the believers will stand." till Jannah will be brought near to them. They will then go to Adam, alayhi salam, and say, O oh, our father, ask Allah that Jannah be opened for us. But he will reply, there was nothing that put you out of Jannah except your father's sin. I am not the one to do that. Go to my son Ibrahim, the beloved man of Allah. Then Ibrahim السلام, when approached, will say, I am not the one to do that. For I was only a friend, and that is not a lofty status. But ask Musa, to whom Allah spoke. They will then go to Musa, alayhi salam, but he will say, I am not the one to do that. Go to Isa, Allah's word and spirit. Isa, alayhi will say, I am not the one to do that. So they will come to me, and I will stand and be given permission. A manna and ties of relationship will be sent forth and will stand on the sides of the surat, meaning the bridge set over the hellfire, right and left, and the first of you will pass like lightning. I said, meaning Abu Huraira. I ransom you with my father and mother, what is like the movement of lightning? The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replied, have you not seen how the lightning goes and returns in the twinkling of an eye? Next, meaning another group will pass, like the passing of the breeze. Next, like the passing of a bird. And the next, with the speed of a running man, According to the quality of their deeds, during all this time, your prophet, sallallahu alaihi will remain standing on the bridge, saying, "O oh my Lord, keep them safe, keep them safe," till men's deeds are so weak that a man comes who will be able only to crawl. On both sides of the bridge, pronged flesh hooks placed under command will be hung and will seize those about whom they receive command. Some people being lacerated and escaping, and others being thrown violently into hell. Abu Huraira added, By him in whose hand Abu Huraira's soul is, the pit of Jehennam, meaning hell, is 70 years in depth, collected
0: by Muslim commentary. This hadith mentions the horrors of the day of resurrection which are evident from the fact that even prophets will be fearful of Allah and making supplication to him. Prophet Muhammad alone will be requesting Allah for bestowing his mercy on humans. This hadith also describes the grace of the Prophet who will then intercede for all. 202. Abu Hubei
1: Abdullah ibn Az-Zubayyid, radiyallahu anhuma, reported, When az got ready to fight in the Battle of Al-Jaman, he called me and said, My son, whoever is killed today will be either a wrongdoer or a wronged one. I expect that I shall be the wronged one today. I am much worried about my debt. Do you think that anything will be left over from our property after the payment of my debt? My son, sell our property and pay off my debt. As Zubayr then willed one-third of that portion to his sons, namely Abdullah's sons. He said, One-third of the one-third. If any property is left after the payment of debts, one-third, meaning, of the one-third of what is left is to be given to your sons. Hisham, a sub-narrator, added, Some of the sons of Abdullah were equal in age to the sons of Ezubair, zubayr meaning Khubayb and Abbad. Abdullah had nine sons and nine daughters at that time. The narrator, Abdullah, added, He kept on instructing me about his debts and then said, My son... Should you find yourself unable to pay any portion of my debt, then beseech my master for his help. By Allah, I did not understand what he meant and asked, Father, who is your master? He said, Allah. By Allah, whenever I faced a difficulty in discharging any portion of his debt, I would pray, O master of Zubair, discharge his debt and he discharged it. Zubayah was martyred. He left no money, but he left certain lands, one of them in al ghaba eleven houses in Al-Medina, two in Basra, one in Kufa, and one in Egypt. The cause of his indebtedness was that a person would come to him asking him to keep some money of his in trust for him. Zubayah would refuse to accept it as a trust. Fearing it might be lost, but would take it as a loan. He never accepted a governorship or revenue office or any public office. He fought along with the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Abu Bakr, Omar and Uthman, رضي الله عنهم. Abdullah added, I prepared a statement of his debts, and they amounted to two million and two hundred thousand. Hakim ibn Hizam met me and asked me, Nephew, how much is due from my brother as debt? I kept it as secret and said, A hundred thousand. Hakim said, By Allah, I do not think your assets are sufficient for the payment of these debts. I said, What would you think if the amount were two million and two hundred thousand? He said, I do not think that you would be able to clear off the debts. If you find it difficult, let me know. As Zubayr, radiyallahu anhu, had purchased the land in Al-Ghabah for 170000 Abdullah sold it for a 1600000 and declared that whosoever had a claim against Zubayr should see him in Al-Ghabah. Abdullah ibn Ja'far, radiyallahu anhu, came to him and said, az Zubayr owed me 400,000, but I would remit the debt if you wish. Abdullah said, No. Ibn Ja'far said, If you would desire for postponement, I would postpone the recovery of it. Abdullah said, No. Ibn Ja'far then said, In that case, measure out a plot for me. Abdullah marked out a plot. Thus, he sold the land and discharged his father's debt. There remained out of the land four and a half shares. He then visited Muawiyah, who had with him at the time Amr ibn Uthman, Al-Mundir ibn Zubayr, and Ibn Zama, radiyallahu anhum. Muawiyah said, What price did you put on the land in Al-Ghabah? He said, 100,000 for each share. Mu'awiyah inquired, how much of it is left? Abdullah said, four and a half shares. Al-Mundir ibn al said, I will buy one share for a hundred thousand. Amr ibn Uthman said, I will buy one share for a hundred thousand. Ibn Zam'ah said, I will buy one share for a hundred thousand. Then Muawiyah asked, How much of it is left now? Abdullah said, One and a half share. Muawiyah said, I will take it for one hundred and fifty thousand. Later, Abdullah ibn Jafar sold his share to Muawiyah for six hundred thousand. When Abdullah ibn Zubayr finished the debts, the heirs of Zubayr asked him to distribute the inheritance among them. He said, "I will not do that until I announce during four successive Hajj seasons. Let he who has a claim against Az-Zubair come forward and we shall discharge it." He made this declaration on four Hajj seasons and then distributed the inheritance among the heirs of Ez, Rayallahu Anhu, according to his will. Az-Zubair had four wives. Each of them received a million and two hundred thousand. Thus, az total property was amounted to fifty million and two hundred thousand, collected by Al-Bukhari.